minus 50 seconds. T minus 40 seconds. T minus 30 seconds. minus 20 seconds. Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Hello. Hey. Hey, hey. This is your girl, Stephanie Hardy of the Hardy Wrestling Podcast and aka Mama Dirt Sheets and a commentator for the Belladonna Division. Welcome to Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. I'm so happy to be here with you guys to give you Women's Wrestling Talk news, but I am not by myself, thankfully. I am here with, this woman just has so many hats that she wears um, in wrestling. She's a writer for WrestleTalk.com. She's a contributor for BellToBells.com. And she was featured in PWI today with her article on um, NWA Empower. Please welcome Ella J. Hey, Steph. I'm so happy to be here. This is my first news broadcast, so I'm even more excited to not only talk, obviously, everything PWI, that itself is major news, but I'm so excited. And thank you, everybody, for watching Women's Wrestling Talk, the news edition. We have so much to talk about. So, Steph, we should just get right into it, right? Yes, we should. And so much of wrestling has already changed up even in the last couple of hours. <laughs> like even in the last couple of hours, so much has changed with Crown Jewel, of course, you know, being today. But we have to start with the official Pro Wrestling Illustrated Women's 150 list that was released earlier today. And there was a lot of great news about it. And there was just a lot of great um reactions to it but to mention the top five of course number five was thunder rosa who has had an amazing year especially with her um historic matches she had with dr Britt baker dmd who is the aew world's women's champion she is number four and then number three was surprisingly to me diana parazzo um four with- was actually Britt baker diana was number three yeah, Deanna was number three, mm-hmm. which surprised me because I thought for sure, like maybe she would be, I thought she was going to be number one, to be completely honest, um, because I just didn't see someone who, like I saw someone who was holding a title for as long as she has been number one, and then also holding multiple titles as well. It's just like, you know, I thought she would be number one, but it's okay though, because number three isn't bad. And then for number two, we have Utami Hayash, 
Taya Shichita um, from Stardom Wrestling. And number one was Bianca Belair. And we, we just talked about this about, we got off an hour ago on women's wrestling talk, a panel in collaboration with bell to bells and PWI and women's wrestling talk where we broke down all of that. But yeah, the major news is that Bianca Belair, the EST of WWE is the number one woman on the top 150, which that itself is also major news because having expanded last year from a hundred to now 150, I think speaks volumes to the level of competition and competitors in the women's wrestling landscape today. There's just so much going on today. It's really a cool celebration for women's wrestling. It really is. And just and just the amount of people, the talented people who are on the list. Like, it's just, I mean, you have her, you have Masha Slamovich, who actually just tore it up at Impact's um, Knockouts Knockdown and got, you know, signed as a knockout. And then you also have Tootie Lynn, who is from St. Louis, who we saw, you know, come in second at the um, NWA Women's um, Invitational Cup. Like they're just, and Trisha Dora, who is the Pan-African World Diaspora Champion. Just so many talented women, you know, on this list who have just made all kinds of waves. And I'm just so proud to have even either met or even interviewed with some of these women, even this past year. And with Bianca Belair, with the stellar year that she had, I mean, you can't even question her being number one at all because for someone who had just started, you know, in one year on the main roster, it's like she was able to win the Royal Rumble coming in at number three, you know, be in this historic main event match with Sasha Banks, with being the first two black women to ever main event at WrestleMania, win the title and then hold the title for as long as she did, even performing at Rolling Loud, which was a huge endeavor in and of itself. And of course, you know, with all of her amazing performances, even after she lost the title, it's hard to it's hard to argue that she shouldn't be number one, even though. Yeah. So how do you feel about that, Ella? Well, I was on the uh, committee, the rankings committee for this year's PWI top 150s list. And so there was, it was really hard. The top three, like you can make arguments for Utami. You can make arguments for Bianca, or like you said, even Deanna, like we talked about it on um, women's wrestling talk. Like we said on our live stream earlier today, it literally came down to a tie breaking vote between number one and number two. And mm. Bianca Belair ultimately was that number one ranked woman in the world. And like you said, you did you did a great synops synopsis of her year. And undoubtedly, she also won an ESPY. That itself speaks major volumes to the influence that Bianca Belair has had and has really stepped up, especially in the absence of basically a lot of the four horsewomen this last year we've had since where charlotte was gone we've had obviously becky was gone for most of the evaluation period bailey's been gone since about midsummer and sasha banks was also gone for four months and and oscar has like been gone for a little bit too and so bianca belair really really stepped up and has really been consistent throughout this whole period and so again wrestling is subjective and you can make a case for a couple of other people like you said diana perrazzo again again maybe a possible arguable number one as well she's definitely been consistent as well but officially bianca belair is the number one ranked woman on the 2021 pwi top 150 women's list and like you said there's been a lot of cool people on that list trisha dora also 
was the highest ranked unsigned talent. Obviously, she is with Ring of Honor now, but during that evaluation period, she was not signed anywhere. So she is the highest ranked unsigned talent during that evaluation period in making the top 20. And also another unsigned talent in that top 20 is Giselle Shaw, who is the Rev Pro undisputed British champion and also the progress women's champion. So I think the fact that we have two unsigned talents in the top 20 really says volumes to their level of competition and the in-ring work and the growth that women's wrestling really has over the past year. And I'm just looking forward to, to see how this next year is going to go. Cause women's wrestling keeps getting better and better. Yes, it's absolutely beautiful and stellar that so many unsigned talents actually got to be on the list, where I'm pretty sure I can imagine like years ago, that probably wouldn't have been the case. But just the idea that this is happening now and there and women's wrestling is just getting bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. It's just wonderful. And it's a wonderful sight to see as a fan, and as a person who, you know, sort of works in the media as well. And I just and I'm just so excited for you because you actually got to contribute, you know, to the list. And then on top of that, you also have an article featured in the magazine as well about Empower. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. I mean, obviously you were at NWA Empower. Like I said, like this week is really a celebration of women's wrestling. And obviously one of the big highlights, I think, of this year, it was NWA's first ever all women's pay-per-view where they brought in so many people from AAA, from Impact, from AEW, from NWA to the independents. And obviously Mickey James spearheaded that all. And so I was presented with this opportunity after going to NWA Empower and feeling that magic in the air. And it was so cool putting it together. And I I have to thank, though, uh, Mickey James, Deanna Prazo, and Chelsea Green for lending their voices in guiding that article because I feel like that was just a huge light on women's wrestling and hopefully it sparks some progress in some other promotions to follow suit and realize that women's wrestling is a draw and of course Ring of Honor has been doing great things with their women's division lately Impact is always killing it and so hopefully because of that I mean women's wrestling did not always used to be like this it is in a male dominated business but I think this year we've really set the bar really high and it's about continuing to be loud as Deanna Perrazzo said in the f- closing quote in the article it's about being loud and it not and not accepting anything less so I that was super exciting Yes. Well, congratulations to you and definitely big ups to Mickey James and Chelsea Green and Deanna Parazzo for lending their voices to that article. I look forward to reading it because all of this released while I was at work. So I wasn't able to read anything. Literally, so, oh my God, well, I can't wait to read same, it. I literally was at work all day. I was trying to check my phone like like on the sly, but it mm-hmm. I mean, but yeah, it's it, it's, it's a really cool issue. And like there's a hot seat interview with um, Renee Young, Renee Paquette. There's also Layla Gray has an interview in there with her partner. And then there's just so many cool things. And obviously a tribute to Daphne that and then obviously the top 150 women's rankings. There's the whole issue. There's so many cool stuff. There's so much cool stuff in it. Yes, definitely. And then on top of that, on on top of all of that, we had Crown Jewel, which took place um, in Saudi Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. And when it comes to the women, they really showed up and showed out. You had Jessica Carr, who was able to referee. Um, and then you also had the triple threat match involving Sasha Banks, our number one, Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch. And 
from what I heard, that was a pretty awesome match, right? With Becky Lynch even retaining, which sort of leaves SmackDown and Raw in flux because, you know, Charlotte is now the, um, <laughs> Charlotte is still the Raw Women's Champion and she's going to SmackDown tomorrow. And then Becky is going to Raw and she's a SmackDown Women's Champion. So that's kind of leaving everything in flux. But from what I heard, there was a lot of greatness that happened. Bianca lifted Sasha with one arm. I saw that gift. I was just in awe. You know, I did not get to see the show as like Steph said, we were at work, mm -hmm. but I did see that gif of Bianca lifting Sasha up with one arm. Like that was incredible. Yeah, that was absolutely stellar. And just, I'm really happy that the women were able to, you know, do what they came there to do and really, you know, show up and show out, you know, for um, that event. Because of course, you know, when Crown, Crown Jewel first started, um, the women weren't initially allowed to, but now they are. And so with them being able to um, do this, it's just really incredible. And on top of that, you had the Queen's Crown Tournament Finals. And um, in which Dewdrop and Zelina Vega face each other, and Zelina Vega won, and now she's the first ever Queen's Crown winner. She's the Queen of the Ring. So congratulations yeah. to all of these women who showed up and showed out at Crown Jewel today. And of course, tomorrow, there's still so much I could go on because they're SmackDown. But um, we just want to say congratulations to all the women who were featured on the PWI 150 list and to the women who participated in Crown Jewel on today um slash tonight so um that was really great oh we have a comment joseph boza shout out to you hi says for crown jewel the wrestlers really try not to make it feel like a glorified house show it does feel like that you know listening to it you know i appreciate your input joseph but listening to it i actually felt it actually felt like it was a bigger deal this time around it felt like the audience was really into it like they were really enthusiastic about everything that was going on they were so positive and this actually sounded like it was a bigger deal to me than the others have previously been what do you think ella again i have not had the opportunity <laughs> to watch it yet i do know roman reigns retained in what fashion yeah. i don't know i those are the only matches i know like i also saw there was a camel that riddle came out on for rk bro yeah i listened I to that photo part of that yeah and <laughs> it was it was really interesting but it, it was completely on brand for what uh, for what matt yeah. riddle would do riding yeah, the camel there, uh, again that those are just some of the highlights i've seen but it does seem though again like this is her stream making for women because you not only have one but two matches then and i mean we can go on a sidebar about the quality of the queen of the ring matches but they mm -hmm. did make her street in saudi arabia today and obviously that triple threat match was absolutely incredible from what i hear even just seeing that gif of bianca belair lifting up sasha mm -hmm. and so i feel like now I mean, Becky Lynch does retain, but we're also like wondering what's going to happen now that this draft picks are going to be in place. We're going to be seeing some new faces on Raw and some new faces on SmackDown coming up tomorrow. So it's going to be interesting how WWE plays this out, whether it's simple title swapping or we do have Survivor Series coming up next month. Could be something going down there. We don't know yet. No, we don't. But that's the fun part. And that's the beauty of it. We just get to get to wait and see. So and also in light of, you know, these women, there's more to talk about with Sasha Banks. She um, had an exclusive interview.
with her with um Bleacher Report where she was talking about various things like her experience on the Mandalorian show um if you're a Star Wars buff and then she also talked about her place in women's wrestling and then she talked about you know her dream opponents for another WrestleMania main event um in this exclusive interview with Graham Matthews of Bleacher Report she mentioned that she sees herself um, main eventing WrestleMania either against Charlotte Flair who she's faced multiple times before, um, who I believe is one of her greatest rivals. Um, Bailey, who could also be one of her greatest rivals as well, or in a surprising twist, Nikki Minaj. And she said that because she predicted that she would face Bianca Belair this year in the main event, that either of those things could happen. So, Ella, how would you feel if Sasha Banks got in a main event match with either one of those three? including Nicki Minaj. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Sasha Banks would absolutely dominate if it was against Nicki Minaj. It would be interesting to see if how much training Nicki would have going into it and if she could pull off like a, a bad bunny like good surprise in-ring performance or if it would just be more like cinematics and like entertainment value but in regards to Flair and Bailey I mean arguably I guess two of her biggest rivals at the, I mean we it, it is possible to get Flair and Banks at next year's WrestleMania because they are traveling to the same brand after these draft picks go into full effect on SmackDown so that is it is very much possible they have yet to go one-on-one -on -one at wrestlemania obviously we had that triple threat match with them and becky a couple of years ago but yes. obviously like sasha banks's biggest rival i think in everybody's eyes is charlotte flair and i mean going up against the queen going into wrestlemania season i think those two are definitely going to be the two faces of smackdown the prominent women on the brand but also bailey bailey got injured about what july right before mm -hmm. money in the bank and i think they said like nine months which would put us at april so it is possible bailey could be on track to return by then but maybe build up a program so never say never in wrestling but i think flair is definitely the more likely out of the three and i'm okay with that because i'm okay with them rebuilding their rivalry as long as we don't have that hot potato again <laughs> oh yes definitely <laughs> that was the worst i feel like that was one of the um one of the worst parts of that feud was just the fact that they were hot potatoing the title at the time. Mm -hmm. um, but the wrestling and the action, it's like I could watch them wrestle each other like all day long. And when it comes to her and Bailey, of course, her and Bailey have that history because, of course, they had that historic match at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn um, in 2015. And then they fought each other at Hell in a Cell last yeah. year. And that was really stellar as mm -hmm. well. It's like you can't really go wrong with those two at all. When it comes to them main eventing oh we have another comment um the shadow ranger hi um said i hope wwe would never be crazy enough to put a singer in the main event of wrestlemania oh i, I mean is is wwe like honestly they pull out some crazy stuff i i mean Bad Bunny pulled out that amazing Canadian Destroyer at Mania earlier this year. I mean, who's right. to say? We've seen some surprising things. So I say never say never, especially in WWE, honestly. Right. And also, and for me, like, I would see Cardi B doing something like that more than Nicki Minaj, to be completely honest. Yeah. Because she has that whole Facebook series where she tries new things all the time. Mm -hmm. So who's to say that she wouldn't try wrestling? And considering her and Lacey Evans had that little 
Twitter spat mm-hmm. um, earlier. Well, it was last year or this year. They meld together. It's just like, I mean, you never know. Like she could want to start, you know, a feud with Sasha Banks. But I wouldn't be I wouldn't be opposed to it myself either, as long as the action is good. Yeah, of course. I mean, that that entertaining value is always going to be there, like no with any of those three opponents. But I mean, Charlotte Flair is definitely the most likely out of the three if we're talking about heading into this in the upcoming WrestleMania. Yeah, definitely. And then it's going to be in Texas, too. So, you know, they got to do it big. Mm hmm. Yes. So next on the docket, um, we have to talk about um, JC Jane, um, who suffered an injury or it looks as if she suffered an injury on NXT 2.0 this past Tuesday. Um, Of course, you know, she's in toxic attraction with Mandy Rose as the leader. um, And the other member is um, Gigi Dolan. Um, JC Jane was she suffered a nasty fall during an attempted suicide dive during a triple threat match with Persia Parata and Io Shirai, who's the NXT Women's Tag Team Champion, along with Zoe Stark. Um, she was checked out by NXT's medical team, um, but then during commercial break, they escorted her backstage as um, Persia and Io continued the match. And it was reported by um, Wrestling Observer Live that she underwent a full CT scan, and it reportedly passed it, which could be a sign that she did not sustain a concussion. And she is still scheduled to team up with Gigi Dolan against Io Shirai and Zoe Stark and Indy Hartwell and Persia Perota in the Scareway to Hell ladder match next week at um, Halloween Havoc. So... um, with that news, it's like, I know I saw the video on Twitter um, and that fall was a little bit nasty. And, you know, you mm-hmm. do have to be careful, you know, when you're in the air, you know, so you can, you know, launch yourself out so you can land on your opponent there. But, you know, mistakes happen. Wrestlers are human beings and it is OK. So um, we're wishing her the very best in this situation. So, Ella, did you see the did you see NXT 2.0 at all last night? I did. I got to see night, bits. I know what you meant. I did get to see bits and pieces of it. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a nasty fall, at least so if she unfortunately isn't cleared, you can have Mandy Rose step up in that situation because she is a part of toxic attraction, although she seems to be going the NXT women's championship route. So at the, at the very least, though, you could have Mandy Rose step up. Mm-hmm. But it is unfortunate if for some reason she isn't cleared because they've been on a, a good run so far since really forming as a team. And so it would be interesting to see if they would have Rose step up but hopefully and it's also kind of scary though especially if she like had even if she did have a scare like heading into this intense scare way to hell ladder match that's got to be even like more daunting and again I can't speak for her but we do wish her a speedy recovery especially because they're just getting their foot like they're just getting their foot out of the door with toxic attraction. They're really going right. on an upward trajectory and they seem to have trust in them as a new faction, especially with Mandy Rose leading them. So we'll see what happens again. We probably won't know for sure until Tuesday to see if a replacement will be named or if, if she will go on. Yeah. And I wouldn't necessarily mind seeing Mandy take her place either, but also in the same sense, Mandy is sort of gunning for that NXT Women's Championship. So who's to say, like you said, um, I do appreciate where Toxic Attraction is going. They're they're sort of setting them up to sort of be like the new, I don't want to, this is going to sound crazy. You're going to say absolution. Oh, Undisputed Era. I thought you were going to say absolution. 
oh no like they're setting them up to be the new undisputed era in the sense that they're gonna have all have titles on them oh. you know at some mm. point maybe not now immediately but in the near future like all of them could have the titles and they would you know set themselves up to look that dominant and i just immediately think of the undisputed era when it comes to them in nxt because they all had the titles at some point so I think that would be really cool, but we do wish JCJ and a speedy recovery. Um, Joseph has commented on something else. Um, yeah, I could see them pulling, pull Toxic Attraction and just have a regular ladder match with EO and Zoe defending and Indy Hartwell and Persia. A ladder match is scary after JC with that fall. Definitely. Obviously, Definitely. safety and health first. You know, mm -hmm. the, the show must go on. But again, we'll see. We don't know for sure what's going to happen. Yes. So also in the news, we also we have Impact um, Knockouts champion Deanna Parazzo, our beautiful number three on the PWI list um, today, um, talking about interest in working with AEW Women's World Champion Dr. Britt Baker DMD in a tag team capacity. So um, she stated in an interview that she um, talked that her and Britt Baker, who are best friends in real life, talked to Impact Wrestling Executive Vice President Scott Damore and um, AEW President Tony Khan and in the idea that she would want to work with her and sort of use that forbidden door rule to sort of work with her as opposed to working against her. She's quoted as saying, yeah, I know that Britt and I have both done that. Went to Scott and went to Tony and was like, when can we make this happen? I think it was a matter of time and when it would be right. That's why I started saying we should just be a tag team because one of us has to lose the championship if we wrestle each other. But if we wrestle with each other instead of against two other people, maybe at Impact Wrestling where there's knockouts tag team champions, we can wrestle the champions and become tag champions there. So that way it's the best of both worlds. No one is a loser in that situation. We all win, right? Now, I would be more intrigued to see them fight each other. <laughs> um, but seeing them tag with each other would be cool, you know, and thinking about what she said, if if either one of them would have to fight each other, one person would have to lose their title. So I understand that, but it's just so much more intriguing to see them fight each other. What do you think, Ella? Deanna's been very vocal about wanting to go through that forbidden door because obviously AEW and Impact have had this crossover with like Kenny Omega, the Good Brothers, and Christian Cage and a few others, but the women have yet to crossover in some capacity which i don't know why they haven't because i mean right. impact is definitely aligned with nwa and a couple of other people but AEW still has not gone into the impact zone for the women's division and the impact girls have not gone into aew with the obvious exception of kira hogan but that was because her contract was up so i mean diana has been very vocal about wanting to wrestle Britt baker and also chelsea green who are her real life best friends like she has said that she wants that triple threat matchup but also obviously it would be so cool to see number three versus number four or even them teaming together I think could be a really unstoppable team I mean really who's better than them besides obviously number one and number two but <laughs> these two are more likely I think to really like the possibility of them to actually tag team together is I think very I mean it's very possible I think it's just a matter of both sides coming to an agreement and finally giving the women a chance to really go through that forbidden door in AEW impact's been open to it before I mean Chelsea Chelsea's been an NWA ring of honor and impact obviously so impact seems to be more open to it it's just now up to AEW to really allow the women to cross over even more so 
I'm excited. I, hopefully, I really want this to happen. I think like the people want it. Obviously, Perrazzo and Baker want it as well. So come on, Tony Khan, and come on, Scott Tamore. Let's book it. Yes, please book it because honestly, like there's so much that AEW and Impact could do because Impact's women's division, their knockout division is so stacked and so talented that I've that I, it surprises me that they haven't thought about this before now. Like, I just don't mm -hmm. understand how is it they haven't thought about this before now. So doing it and actually having two of the most dominant champions at this point, you know, with Britt and with Deanna, it's a no brainer to me. And even even Jordan Grace has talked about it, you know, before. Um, so it's just I mean, why not open the forbidden door more so for the women um, as as well as, you know, as well as the men. So I think that would be really great. We have another. Oh, the, maybe we could see a one-on-one -on -one if it's a non-title match. Oh my gosh! Imagine though, if it is a title Ooh. match, and then it's Deanna three belts. <laughs> like this, Ooh. just a possibility. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it could just be a non-title match. I mean, like the oh, there's just so much possibilities. Like it could easily just be a non-title match. Honestly, yeah, that's an easy could. way to go too. It could, but but either way, you know, it's a win-win for all of us. It really it is, is a win -win if they book it. Yeah, for women's wrestling and for all of us as a whole. So lastly in the news, we have the inspiration who was formerly known as the Iconics as Cassie Lee and Jessica McKay reveal the origin behind their new tag team name. So um, on Tuesday, Impact Wrestling had a media call in which Cassie Lee and Jessica McKay participated in. And now since they're known as the inspiration, they talked about their debut match on um, at bound, which is set for Bound for Glory this Saturday against DK. And um, in the midst of that, they talked about the origin for their name. And Jessica stated that there were many names thrown around, some of them good and some of them horrible. Um, and they were bouncing stuff off of a wall to see what sticks. But Cassie um, deserves all the credit because she was watching the classic film, Bring It On, and heard and heard the part where they, where, um, the Clovers call themselves inspiration leaders. And because she heard that part where they call themselves inspiration leaders, that was what, you know, triggered her to have the thought of calling themselves the inspiration. And now they say inspiration a hundred times a day and it just feels right <laughs> to them. So in light of, I feel like people look at movies like Bring It On and like Mean Girls and stuff like that. And they sort of, you know, poo-poo off their impact on, on culture. <laughs> but when you think about it, they really do, like movies like that really do push culture forward and they will be known for years to come based off of their, you know, cultural impact and the things that they address in those movies that were far ahead of their time. And the idea that that movie actually, you know, helped Cassie and Jessica come up with this new name for themselves outside of the Iconics and rebranding themselves as the inspiration I mean, that I feel like that's just a really cool and an organic way to come up with a new name. What do you think, Ella? And of course, like the I like the I love the bring it on, like kind of clap back and like tribute to it because that's one of my favorite series ever. Yeah. Um, the first Me one I too. saw was Hay Hayden Panettiere. And then obviously Ashley Benson was in one as well. But that's a whole other conversation. But it's cool to see like film references made into their name and obviously it goes along well because you have the double i iconic inspiration but i think it's going to be even more cool to see their demeanors coming up at bound for glory this saturday mm -hmm. uh where they go 
vie for the knockouts tag team championships against DK havoc and Rosemary. So it's going to be interesting to see how they also present themselves as the new inspiration. Are they going to be the entertaining, like silly kind of, you know, like, like we're just here to have a good time or are they going to be more serious and poised? I feel like it might be a combination of both, but it's going to be cool to see them actually return to an actual wrestling ring. And, Also, they're vying for the Knockouts Tag Team Championships in their Impact Wrestling debut and their in-ring returns. So it's going to be super fun coming up on Saturday at Bound for Glory where they do compete for them. But I think like they just have so much pop and so much like hype going into them that I think a lot of people are definitely looking forward to this new era as the inspiration. Yeah, and I'm really excited to see them, you know, come into this new form, you know, this new form of themselves, because honestly, I felt like, you know, them in WWE, there was so much more that could have been, you know, done with them, and they could have been utilized a little bit better, even though, you know, they did want to sort of see what they had to offer as separate competitors. If they had been if they had been brought back together as a tag team, a part of me feels like they really could have been, you know, dominant. But, you know, stuff happens. And but here's but who's to say that that was really a bad thing. It could have been the best thing that could have happened to them um, and with them going to impact and rebranding themselves and bouncing back in this way. So I look forward to see them seeing them bounce back as a part of the knockouts tag team division and seeing them face off against um, Decay and just and watching Bound for Glory as a whole because you also have Mickey James versus Deanna um, <laughs> um, for the Knockouts Championship as well. So I'm looking forward to seeing everything that they have to offer. Um, the Shadow Ranger says, I wish inspiration were coming in as baby faces. I think their comedy works better as faces. Well... I mean, we, it's possible we could, again, I think they're going to be cheered though, going in initially, even if they end up turning, I think going in, they're going to get a huge pop. Again, mm-hmm. we don't know if they're going to come in as more comedic or serious or more poised, but um, they did also have their new music video just dropped too for their, their theme song, which was super cool. It definitely has a pop vibe. I have, I've heard the song. I haven't seen the music video yet, but I've seen the photos on Twitter and they look absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, I saw the pictures too, and they did look great. So I'm looking forward to it, definitely. Um, So this sort of wraps up this episode of Women's Wrestling Talk of the News Edition. Ella J, thank you so much for joining me, you know, for this experience with the news, with so much that has happened on today. Tell the people where they can find you and follow you. Um, I have a lot of projects, but if you go to my Twitter account, which is right below at It's Ella J, you can find all my links in my Linktree bio that's in my Twitter. You can find my Linktree in my Twitter bio with everything with women's wrestling talk and bell to bells and our wrestling L podcast and everything else. But Steph, thank you for having me. Of course, I love working with you. And where can the people find you? Well, you can find me, um, your girl, Stephanie Hardy, at Queen Steph Hardy, like it says below, um, on Instagram and on Twitter. And you can follow my podcast, The Hardy Wrestling Podcast, on Instagram at Hardy Wrestling Podcast and on Twitter at Hardy WrestlePod. So thank you so much for joining us. And also remember um, to 
check out everything that Women's Wrestling Talk has going on. You can follow Women's Wrestling Talk um, on all social media platforms at www.talkpod, like it says below on your screen. And you can check us out on YouTube as well and just see all of our amazing videos. And you can follow our website at www.talkpod.com. Thank you guys for joining us for the news edition of Women's Wrestling Talk. Um, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. And until next time, bye, y'all.